This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mister Anderson. This is good old Jr. Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. What up, no, it is the last fucking show of 2021, and then it's going to be 2022, and man, long overdue, but we got new merch, we got fights to talk about, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about, as you join the stream, you know the drill, drop in the comments where you're coming from, tell us, let, let us know that you're watching. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't already done so, shoot me a DM if you want one of these shirts. You know, looking out here crispy, thanks to uh, our homies at Face Kicked Apparel and our friend, the beautiful Miss Lindsay Snow, who is talented enough to give me this badass tattoo, which was the inspiration for this. And, hey, that nice light-up sign that you see behind me. You know, like I said, long we've been waiting a little bit on these shirts, but I'm glad that we have them in here. Like I said, get you one over there. Shoot me a DM if you want one. 20 bucks, small through XL, 25 for the big boys. Like I said, as you join, drop in the comments. All right, before we get to the MMA stuff, like I said, tomorrow is New Year's Eve. What the fuck are you guys doing? It's a damn good question. I'm going to be, it all depends on who ends up all arriving, I guess you should say. It's going to be a very, very small crowd of people mostly of which are young people who are going to be enjoying some lovely sparkling juice for the uh festivities i don't know <laughs> if you guys remember those days with growing up but that was always a, yeah. a highlight of my new year's eve so i gotta pass that tradition on but other than that man i'm gonna enjoy the night with the kiddos for the most part I have a couple people over but Mostly kids. What about you guys? See this? He's got it right here. He says he's watching me. Yeah, that ass. That's what I'm talking about. That's my big dog, blue man. gonna That's whoop George's I mean, ass. AJ Styles. They don't want none. They don't want none. I really. Jay Bone, what the fuck you doing for New Year's? Hey man, I'm just gonna be kicking it, staying the hell out of the crazy people's way. That's what I'm doing. Keeping my ass home. Mm-hmm. Staying out of these crazy people's way, man. That's all I know. What? So you don't got to you don't got to replay a cheapy creepy like we did for <laughs> Halloween. I mean, dog, we had nah, a good we damn time. That. Hey, we saved that for once a year, man. Don't worry, I already, I already got our tickets for next year, so we're all set to go. So. That's what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah. See, and I've already got my Pretty tickets bad. and got our tickets for the GCW show that's on its way here to Detroit at Harpo's. And like I was talking about in Tuesday's episode, where we talked about our favorite. Uh, moments of pro wrestling our favorite pro wrestling interviews from the show uh we linked up with past guest darren mccarty who a little birdie tells me he might be doing something at harpo's as well so i don't know about you but i'm ready for harpo's uh jay you know we were talking about it man we got the new merch out the new shirts out you gotta let me know man you're getting you a shirt you got to be out here looking crispy and uh repping the team out here you know ed's out here got it on his license plate Get you one today. Shout out Lindsay Snow. But before we get to these MMA, you know, these MMA picks and these thoughts and all that stuff, dude, there was uh, some news that went down in the pro wrestling end of things as well, dude. I mean, 
I was reading that Tony Storm. I mean, oh my God, Tony Storm is one of my favorites for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Tony Storm is gone from WWE, and I'm honestly surprised because all jokes aside, Tony Storm is very good. She was very good before she ever got to WWE, and she's still so young. Then she comes in, wins the NXT UK title. They shoot her right up the way uh, at NXT and then put her on SmackDown. And literally the night that she left, apparently, they're saying that she wrestled in a triple threat match for the title in the main event on a live event. So, J-Bone, what are your thoughts on the release of Tony Storm? And for everybody else joining the stream, let us know where you're watching from. And again, like I said, them new shirts are out. Let me know if you want one. Man, so she, she's got to know something we don't know, obviously. For obvious reasons, she left under her own will. There wasn't a release, as far as we know, right? She took it upon herself, even after so a main she event asked for match, her release. Even after a main event match. Now, that obviously, that's the biggest thing you can have, is a main event match, how sure not, and then that same night, you dip out and ask for your release. Something's up. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's it's almost becoming like a trend now. Like, people are, like, they're dropping like flies over WWE for whatever reason it is. Who knows, man? Now, one thing I have noticed, right, when situations like this arise is people don't necessarily make their statements right away. I don't know if that's like something in their clause, like a clause in the contract where they can't actually issue a statement about it publicly Mm -hmm. for two weeks or a month or whatever the case be. But it seems like a lot of these releases kind of go quietly because the wrestlers themselves aren't necessarily able to comment on it, it seems like. so. Has there been any type of public post or anything like that for on her side? Not that I've seen anything. So what it is, I think a lot of it, what that has to do with, you got to remember they're on like a normally like a 30 day non-compete or a 90, a 90 day, no compete. So I think they don't say anything a lot of times in that because they're still getting paid. Uh, But like I said, in her case, I've heard a lot of it has to do with like mental health and things. So I'm going to, I'm going to wait to reserve my judgment until yeah. we see what Tony storm comes out. What up though, Kathy? I see you in the comments. I got okay. both one of our new shirts and one of our old shirts on the way to Nokomis, Florida coming to you tomorrow. When I go swing the mail and slave myself away for another dollar. Uh, that's why, like I said, I need you guys to send in your dollars so that this show can keep running on its own. Uh, but with that being said, Kathy saw our post at those social medias that you see on the bottom right hand corner where I said that I wanted people's picks for the best moments in MMA and Kathy came through as Kathy usually always does. So let's look at Kathy's picks for 2021. All righty. Let me pull those up. All right, here we go. She said her male fighter of the year. She says Kamaru Usman is her fighter of the year for 2021. Uh, Female fighter, Thug Rose, hands down. Uh, Favorite fight of the year, Chandler versus Gaethje. I agree with you 100% on that one. Uh, Submission of the year, uh, Charles Oliveira versus Poirier because Dustin had given it his all, but still to stretch him out like that, that's where she went for submission of the year. Uh, knockout of the year, got to be Usman versus Masvidal. Um, prospect, it's a tie with Kenny the Boss Cross and other fellow past guests of the show, Austin Bashy. 
Uh, and then 22 okay. fight of the year that she wants to see all of them, but she said she strongly doesn't want to see Cowboy versus Patty because she feels like Patty's just going to beat him up. I could see that. I could see uh, that. Uh-oh. Yeah, I could unfortunately see that as well. But uh, the whole thing with that is is Cowboy definitely has some chance in a, if they do end up uh, matching that fight up because – He's shown in fights to fights where you expect him to get his ass kicked. He always shows up and overperforms. Yeah. It's the ones where you're like, "Oh, he's on the rise. This is his real chance." Where he kind of doesn't. So, I and Cow also Patty took a couple solid shots from somebody far less uh, superior as uh, Cowboy Superior or Cowboy Cerrone is. So. I feel like that would still be a very interesting matchup, especially for only a second fight in the UFC. So, All right, so I don't know that I necessarily see Cowboy getting torn up, but I also don't think that his chin is going to be able to kind of hold up to uh, Patty's power at this point. Even uh, even coming off of this long of a layoff? We've never seen Cowboy take a significant I mean, sure, okay, his chin career. might take a little bit more, but the thing is, man, he's fought so many times at this point. It's like yeah. the same thing like we talk about all the time with wrestlers and their bump card, dude. I mean, you can only take so many shots. And he took a few months off. We're not talking about a guy like Mike Tyson who, you know, comes out and, you know, comes back after however many years it was. Cowboys had a few months off. Plus, he's still got to be training for this fight, so he's got to be taking shots and sparring, too. Oh, yeah. It's never like he's not getting beat up in there, too. You know what I mean? He's a guy that walks through those punches, man. And so I mean, that's, even that's if he, and like, even if you figure he's not really sparring much for this fight camp, right? He's still got to spar at some point. And a guy like Cowboy, I just find it hard to believe that he's not uh, really, you know, taking shots like that. So, mm-hmm. other than the opinion with Patty in that, what are your thoughts on uh, Kathy's picks and everybody that's joining? Like I said, we're talking top moments of MMA, boxing, combat sports in 2021. Feel free to throw your picks in the uh, comments. We'll show them on the screen and let us know where uh, your picks line up with what we got here in a second. Well, to answer with Kathy's picks, I feel as though she did a great job. And that's where I'm going to have to isolate some of my picks with like who it should be and who it is, I guess you could say. And then like my secondary pick, because it seems like for the most part, a lot of these awards have kind of been unanimous across the boards from just looking at every MMA panel, every MMA board. It kind of seems to be a consistent path throughout them all. Um, She's definitely not wrong on any of her picks. That's for sure. It's just, there's so many different options, and I feel like a lot of great fights are getting left in the woodworks. And that's not on Kathy's picks. That's just on MMA picks in general this year. Well, there's so many fights throughout the year. Yeah, I know. I this is this is the longest stretch we've had, right? It's like two weeks with no UFC, no MMA. So Until, what, January it, 15th or something like that? Yeah, once it's all said and done, it'll be a four-week break, a full month. Oh. It's like, man, the last time we had this was when COVID was still going on. My my yeah. uh, my neck's over here itching. I'm, I probably got red marks and shit. I'm over <laughs> here itching for fights. but uh, Hey, you know, the wives and the girlfriends, though, are having, are having the best four weeks of their life right now. No MMA on the TV. They're like, yes, yes. <laughs> they got a... Uh, all the everything that goes into production and everything it's not even so much just the athletes really it's 
the production team that's going year round, even if they have two separate crews, I mean, that's one week on one week mm-hmm. off. And it, with everything that the UFC puts into their shows, man, you got to give these guys some time off once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's get into our picks for the 2021 year. And to all those that keep hating in the comments, Hey bro, there's millions of other channels. So, uh, get a life. But uh, with that being said, Hi, haters, get them out of here. You know, you already no, know. Sure. You already know what get it them is. Out of here. Like I say. Um. Anyways, for me, like I said, I'm getting through the list here. Get me everything set up here. Oh, and we also saw that Mercedes Martinez that got let go, even though she was in the Impact. Uh women's battle royal is now debuted on AEW so AEW is doing a little more to strengthen up that women's division which when we were there before or I should say I was there before it all out a couple years ago she was the joker in the casino battle royal and then ended up in NXT now she is over there with AEW hopefully I think her experience could really help out with AEW I've always been a big fan of her uh I don't know about you Jay Bone but I think uh they just got another headhunter over there at AEW. Oh, yeah. They, and, dude, putting her on your roster only going to make your roster better, especially in that women's division, man. It's starting to get deep over there. So look out for that women's division. That's on the rise, man. It's going to be good. Yeah. All I right. Mean, so, go ahead, Corey. My it, it's just crazy with all the, all the inner working. It seems like the wrestling world's just ever-revolving right now more than ever. It really does. Like, it, the, the doors are just – forever swinging it's it truly mm-hmm. is a revolving door right now i love that's it. why i was I thinking <laughs> after our show on tuesday man you know which if you guys didn't get to check our top picks for uh 2021 in the world of pro wrestling those are there if you hit that subscribe button uh but you know something i was thinking about is a category we should have had which if you guys were watching that show feel free to throw it in the comments what your picks are but uh what was the biggest jump from brand to brand what was the most impactful jump should have been a category that we came yeah. up with. I didn't think about it till afterwards. So if you guys think of one and want to throw it in the comments, feel free to do that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it's as good a place as any to start since that's where we started uh Tuesday's show uh, male fighter of the year. I'll start this one first. I, for me, it was kind of hard to go anywhere else to me. Male fighter of the year has to be Charles Oliveira. I mean, I'm, I I don't really see any other way you can go. This guy got better in every fight he had and then dominated Dustin Poirier like that. He took a few shots, but to finish him out like that when everybody was counting him out at 45 and now to be the undisputed king at arguably maybe the toughest weight class in all of MMA, uh, for me, Charles Oliveira has to be fighter of the year for me. For me, this is really a no-brainer. Uh, what are your guys' picks on this one? Um, he was a very close second in my book, um, just due to, just due to the fact that they didn't get him a third fight throughout the year. If, they, if he would have been a little bit more active this year, I would have been able to name him. But I don't think that's his fault when it's, he's a champ though. And they got to figure, they had an interim but, title too. You got to remember that. Not, not this last time they didn't have a, he, he, he's been since he's, no, 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 he was already undisputed. Him. You're right. Yeah. 
but but he also had to wait out the Connor bullshit. He had to wait out the Connor bullshit and all of that. But with that being said, I have to agree with Kathy on this one. I feel as though the clear one would be Kamaru Usman. Really, he solidified himself as the clear number one pound for pound for pound fighter in the world right now, which is truly a feat when you had the likes of John Jones and everybody reigning at the top for so long, and for him to clearly take it that number one role from it it's really impressive in my book the way he did it too like she had noted with the knockout which could very much be noted knockout of the year of him versus masvidal he he struggled with some adversity in that burns fight just to come out of it and put on an incredible performance and end up winning the next two rounds until he got the finish he he went in there against colby and looked amazing it Colby put on a hell of a fight, so that was a two-sided war in my opinion, but Kamaro was the clear winner at the end in my opinion. And so with that being said, three solid title fights throughout the year, it's it's hard to pick against them, man. It really is. And honestly, the more you lay it out, like I said, I mean, that's what's tough about doing these year-end mm-hmm. shows is because of the recency bias and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I there's nothing wrong with picking Kamaro Usman either because mm-hmm. Kamaro Usman is pretty much at the point at this point where he's cleared out the 170 division. Yep. So, I mean, I definitely can see that. And I honestly, the more you said it, I'm like, shit, should I have picked Usman? <laughs> but the thing is at the same time, Oliveira's only a couple mm-hmm. wins away from doing that already too, because he beat mm-hmm. Chandler, which was like the guy on the outside. Then he beats yeah. Poirier, which was essentially the quote unquote uncrowned champ. So now if they run this Gaethje fight, which looks to be the next fight, if he beats looks Justin Gaethje. Be unless unless uh, Char- Charles Oliveira gets his way in that whole uh, Conor McGregor call out, which I hope he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, th- I don't, but see, I don't think that's so much of a thing where like Charles doesn't want to fight him or anything. I think it's more of a case no, of like, money, I mean, let's face it, it's a, it's a money fight. Money. But and I it mean, may even like be easy pickings for him too, you know. Yeah, what I mean? he's the champ. Well, you say that, except the one thing that you can say in his two fights that have made him a solidified champion now is both of them he suffered a knockdown. And yeah. with somebody like Conor McGregor, can you suffer a knockdown from him and still Yo, show that hard to get back up? Tell so, us some of your picks. True, for it only takes one here, punch, you know? man. One Expe- punch. Yeah, I mean, you've seen what he did to Aldo. You've seen what he did yeah. to. Um, yeah. Oh my uh, God! What would that Alvarez? Shoot you've his... seen, you know, like you've seen Chad Mendez. You've seen like all these fights. He that's the thing McGregor does is he one hits you. And Could you imagine the 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 ego flash he would have if that if he came back and did? That? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't want to see it. Is because I feel as though it is still hey, a winnable fight. For don't get me wrong. Later, but I used to cannot, love him. I mean, I still do love him. But shit, yeah, dude. Like, but in my opinion, you, you cannot lose two fights in a row and come back to no. And and I don't think Dana. Realistically, let that if happen, I'm not mistaken, that's three because Dustin was his return fight from Khabib, wasn't it? Or as my uh, time? Yeah. No, 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 no. Cerrone was the return fight. No, I thought Cerrone was before Khabib, wasn't it? No, I, I think you're right. I think, I think my Cerrone was right after mistaken. Khabib. Yeah, yeah. Right after All Khabib, right. and then, yeah. Yeah, and then we had to wait the year because mm-hmm. Connor was fucking Connor and fucked off for, yeah. Right. You're right. <laughs> hey, we appreciate uh, you, Chris. Thanks for dropping by. Happy New Year, homie. Happy New Year, my dude. Appreciate it, brother. All right, but, J-Bone, who is your fighter of the year? Well, 
Corey made this actually very easy for me. He's laid it all out for me. So you go three and zero in title fights, man. It's hard to argue the way that Usman pretty much dominated that division. Like you said, the division is clear for him. There's nobody really there, and it, it's it was never like he was in any danger. You know what I mean? Like I think there was yeah. one point in one of the fights where it was just like, oh maybe, but and it was just like, nah, he just dominated. So pound for pound yeah. king in my book in in MMA right now, it's hard to argue with that. So Usman wins my fighter of the year. I'm not like I said. I'm not mad at that at all. For me, it was it, just yeah, like I, it, it got even more and, piled on as he explained it the, all. He explained and and I mean, I felt like I was thinking like too, I said, a I, lot of recency bias with this. I, stuff, but I weighed a lot activity in that, and because realistically, another one that I had really high on my list, but I did not ultimately put up there because of inactivity. But this one, I feel as though even more so was not his fault, but was Glover Teixeira. He's being forgot about in everybody's list. And I mean, you're talking about a workhorse that has been around the division forever that nobody expected at this point in his career was going to put on the performance he did, he did against Jan uh, Blachowicz in that inc- just dominant title winning bout. I mean, it was just, it truly was impressive. Well, let's and not like act like, that, let's not you know, act like. Glo- like for those that really know what time it is, dude, Glover has mm-hmm. always been very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Like for those that know what time it is, Glover has okay. been. But if I would have asked you five years ago or when he fought John Jones and was going to, and then lost two or three fights and then, you know, was kind of riding his way throughout the lower ends of the top 10. If I would have asked you then in five more years when he's now 42, is he going to hold gold at that point? It would be like, no, man, there's no way. I would. No, I disagree because I've been rocking with Glover since long before Glover ever got in the UFC. I've been rocking with Glover since he was on the tap out show. I've always known what Glover was capable of doing because of the guys he was training with, like the Iceman Chuck Liddell when Chuck was the champion and things. And I think... Mm -hmm a lot more respect needs to be put on Glover's name simply for the fact that a lot of the reason why Glover isn't a bigger name here in the States is because he had a hard time with visa issues getting in from from Brazil. Had he been able to be over here and compete all the time, you know, I think his name would be a lot more noticed with American fans. So that's something that needs to be taken into account too. So no, I disagree with you because I still would have said that there's a chance he can win purely just for the experience that he has, even if other people aren't aware of Glover's experience. But we named our male fighter of the year. We got to let the ladies have their shine as well. Jay bone who was the female fighter, female fighter of the year. Well, my pick, I'm going with Kathy on this one. Thug Rose, man. She had a hell of a year. And honestly, we'll, we'll get more into this later on. But that that win over, how do you say her name? Uh, Whaley Zhang. Zhang. Whaley yeah. Zhang. The kick, uh, the first, in the first fight, beautiful, dude. Beautiful. Probably one of the most perfectly placed head kick you could imagine. It was set up perfect. It was placed perfect. And then to cut her, for her to come back and dominate again, keep that title, man. She had a hell of a year. And I think she's going to do great things in 2022 as well so we might be talking about her same time next year if you ask me all right Corey, who was a female fighter of the year so this one it it really is like a one one and a one two like the both of them are winning gold in my opinion and that's valentina and that's rose rose is my number one realistically though if i'm going to like put a stamp on it because 
like you say, that, that second performance, the first one to me was great. Don't get me wrong. I always love a solid knockout, especially in a title fight. It's like, okay, that, yeah. that kind of solidifies what happened, right? Well, no, because they decided to do a rematch, which I was all for once it was actually announced. And then for her to go in there and showcase that she was the better fighter over five rounds the way she did, it was mm-hmm. just it, – it was truly impressive. There's, there's no way you can knock anything away from her. And Valentina is really up there on the list just because of – Because she's fucking Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, that's she's – like you can put realistically, I feel like just about that one's all a matter of preference and how you yeah. value uh what they did in a lot of ways. Well, uh, I feel I, like not to interrupt, but I feel like why Rose is higher on my list in that opinion is because of the the value of the competition level that she. Faced. I agree. I, I, I agree. One hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah, I, I really do feel like Whaley is a very very skilled fighter. She showcased that in the Joanna fight. She showcased that in the. Andrade oh, dude, fight. Whaley is up so, there for sure. Wasn't like, she on like no... a like a big time win streak at the time too? Like yeah, she was something like she, that. She was twenty one and one, if I'm not mistaken, and okay. her one was her first fight in her career. Ah, wow. So it was like, beat, yeah, it was, yeah, it was something like that. It was, I might be mistaken on the exact number, but it was only one loss and it was her first fight. So, yeah, it was That's a streak wrong. for sure. Yeah. All right. So for me, like I said, Valentina Shevchenko has got to be up there on anybody's list if you're being realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not by any means shitting on Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, but for me, Thug Rose has to be has to be the clear winner for me for the fact of the toughness of the fights, number one, and number two, the mindset change in that second fight. She was decisively better than Whaley in that one. Now, (coughs) that's not to say... (coughs) Excuse me. Um, That's not to say that uh, Whaley didn't have her moments, but you could see... Rose was timing things. You could see she had yeah. a game plan. When she got her takedown, she was timing her takedowns, but she was also mixing it in with her striking and everything else. I feel like Rose is on a different level right now. Uh, obviously, uh, Valentina is doing her thing as well. But I mean, I again, for purely for the toughness of the fights and things like that, I think that's kind of what has to be the deciding factor for me. Uh, so for me, Thug Rose is going to be my winner for this one. Um, before we get into the next category and all that kind of stuff, um, I want you guys to throw out in the comments, if you guys, uh, watch us for the MMA or combat sports side of things, let me know, uh, some of your favorite interviews in the comments, anybody that you want me to bring back for, uh, next year. Uh, I pose the same question to you gentlemen as well. Who... Who are some of the people that are stick out on the combat sports end of things in 2021? Um, well, first off, before I forget my point, honorable mention Juliana Pena. She deserves to be on that list just for what she was able to do to the uh, lioness herself. But oh, definitely. Said, oh, yeah. That being said, realistically, there there's quite a few that were great this year when it comes to MMA interviews. So if anybody that we've had on, Please don't take this offensively, but the one that stood out to me was the guitar hero himself, man. When he was talking about placing that money 
and everything that went into it and how he, it, it was just, it was a riveting interview, man. It, it really was. I just spoke to him earlier today. Um, like I said, the guitar hero is getting ready to step back into the cage in 2022, February 5th, Lansing, Michigan. You know, a little birdie told me that a special guest might be at that fight too. So I'm really looking forward to February because not only is the guitar hero stepping back into the cage, Mondo El Toro Gutierrez is stepping mm-hmm. back in the cage for TWC as well and Lansing as well. So yeah, it's going to be pretty dope come February 5th, 2022. Hey, for everybody joining the stream, if you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like button, share button, all that stuff. Throw out your favorite picks, favorite fighter, favorite moment, all that kind of stuff. If you have any favorite interviews of the year, that's what we're talking about right now. So, J-Bone, what uh, what were some of your favorite interviews from 2022? Well, consider I've only been here, what, for, how long I've been here now? I don't know. How long have I been doing this show now? About a know. month, roughly. Right, a month, month or two, maybe, something like that. Yeah. But, you've been, but you've been rocking been with us for a minute watching. off and on, though. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but for the short time I've been here, man, Kenny Cross was my favorite one. I yeah. think he's uh it was cool to see him, you know, you know, talk with us, man, and you know, be right here in Michigan, you know, fighting and stuff. I got to watch it on FS, was it Fox Sports Two or something like Fox that? Fox Sports Two. Yeah, so that was dope, man. I, I got into that a lot. So shout out to him, man. I'd like to talk to him again. Good dude. I'm sure Kenny Cross will find his mm-hmm. way back to the, a knockouts and three count screen. I mean, hell, at the last fight, his brother jumped on the hood of my Jeep. Telling me he wanted me to bring on uh, Kenny Cross again in 2022. I'm glad that you refreshed my memory by bringing that up. I just want to say that shit was wild as fuck. It was pouring fucking rain out. It was dark as fuck. There was a goddamn million cars in this parking lot. And somehow he noticed it was us. That's when you guys were at the fight? Yeah. Yeah. While we're at the fight, he comes up, literally jumps on the hood of his kind of brand new Jeep. Like, you guys better get my brother back on. Like, uh, and his girlfriend or wife is just like, I'm sorry, we're go- we're gonna go this way now. Like <laughs> so hey, he was celebrating that night. If, man. if this if this makes its way to Kenny, let him know, man, he's got some family support in his corner. Oh, yeah. Kenny's also, got the crowd in there, dude. Also met his grandfather on the night, and he was very uh very much in support of him as well. So Kenny's oh, yeah. well Papa Cross was there too, that. man. Papa Cross is in here every time we're doing uh MMA stuff, like I said, man, uh, we that's what's good about us here at Knockouts and Three Counts. We're not only bringing you the guys from UFC and Bellator and Ryzen. I mean, literally, if you look down the year in 2021, I've brought you people from XFC who have fought in Ryzen. I've brought you people from the UFC. I've brought you people from Bellator. I've brought you people from the regional scene. I've brought you some of the best MMA journalists in the world. We brought you some of the best bare knuckle in the world. So you never know who's going to be on here, mm-hmm. but we will never get away from our roots. And that's also helping put on some of, uh, you know, the boys and girls from around us here in Michigan. And I mean, I think very soon it's not going to be long before Kenny cross makes his way back to a big stage as well. Being that we already saw him take out a 10 and old guy on Dana White's contender series. But for me on the MMA end, on favorite interviews and favorite shows of the year and things like that. Um, Kenny Cross is always up on the list uh, for people that we get to do stuff with. But for me, uh, and maybe this one's a little bit more personal, because, again, uh, for those of you who don't know, you know, 
I've been around the MMA game a little bit. Darren Kirkshank was one of my favorite interviews mm-hmm. of the year because I've known Darren since I was 14 years old. Uh, you know, so to see him step back in the cage, get to kick kick it with him uh, a little bit at the fight and after weigh-ins and all that kind of stuff. Uh, like I said, Darren is an OG for Michigan's MMA and stuff like that. Like I said, when I started yeah. training, you know, him and Miles and Justin Janes and uh, my coach, Big Don Richard, um, literally like all James Lee. I mean, pretty much everybody that was around Michigan at one time, you had a lot of them were in the same training room. So it was cool to finally get Darren on here when we've been talking about having Darren on uh, for quite a while. I mean, obviously one of the ones from, like I said, Kathy Kathy said it best. Darren said she says Darren's her number one dude. Said that yeah. Darren's who got her into MMA. Uh, Bobby Nash is always a good time. Like I said, yeah. you never know who we're going to have in here. And I want to throw out to you guys the same as we do on the wrestling end. You know, shout out to Donald Holland, who's always mm-hmm. looking out, showing support, stuff like that. If there's anybody on the MMA, boxing, combat sports end of things that you guys want to see me bring on this show tweet them because i ain't scared i will hit them up if you want them to come on here like i said let me know who it is you want to be on here and tweet them and let them know you want them to come on here and i will do the best i can to make sure that i can bring them to the screen like i said thanks for all you guys that are joining the stream make sure you hit that like button and comment button what do you got Corey? Uh, I'm so glad you brought up Bobby. I, I, that one completely slipped through my head. You could tell he was just all focused going into it, his fight, man. That that one was another one that was really high on my list, and I'm glad that you uh, had brought that one up. And I can't wait to have another chat with him here uh, in the future. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll be chatting with Bobby Nashy yeah. Nash when he gets ready for his XFC title fight. And shout out to his brother, Randy, who is always showing love at them social media handles that are down there in that mm-hmm. bottom right-hand corner, which if you haven't already done so, make sure you throw that out of there. Uh, Chris, yeah. coming in in the comments, speaking of wrestling, where do you see WWE and AEW in the foreseeable future? Corey, I'll let you finish your point, and uh, I guess me and J-Bone will tackle that one in a second. And another interview that I feel as though has really slipped through the cracks is uh, one, you brought up Michigan and all the work that's being done in Michigan. Michigan's own Clarissa Shields out here giving out presents, mm-hmm. out here making <laughs> Christmas for a lot of families. Yep. I feel as though if, if you guys haven't made your way to uh, go check out that interview, it's not a full-fledged podcast interview like we normally bring you. It was just like a five or 10 minute video, but it's well worth the watch. See what she's at. Uh, the, the goat of women's boxing is out here doing in her hometown to try to uh, improve life for all of us out here. Hell, really. yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out to past guest of the show, AB out of New York, who uh, hooked us up with the champ, Clarissa Shields. She couldn't have been uh, more accommodating. It was good to get to talk with her a little bit. She is stepping back into the ring in the UK, in London, in England, to go try to conquer another mountain in boxing. Uh, Hopefully we can uh, get the champ on here again. Like I said, throw it out on social media that you want to see the champ on knockouts and three counts. Hopefully I will be able to make that happen. Alex, coming in in the comments. See, there you go. I like the Marty Bell interview. She's wonderful. She's a sweetheart. Now, I am not mad at that at all. And she corrected me on my grammar because I accidentally (laughs) missaid Alex Gracia's name. I said it was Alex Garcia. 
excuse <laughs> me i'm sorry because man when we got the sponsor mission pro wrestling we found out quick and in a hurry that uh alex gracia is nothing to be fucked with neither is marty bell as she is one half of your nwa tag team champions with michigan's own pinkies up the other part of the hex allison k so hopefully we can bring ak on the show uh in 2022 i'm definitely excited to see where she goes as well um all right so we talked about we talked about male fighter of the year we talked about female fighter of the year we threw out kathy's picks uh let's see what else we got here on the docket the next one i've got on here fight of the year if you guys are just joining, what are your favorite fights of the year? But I will take this one first since I'm flapping my gums already. Uh, for me, this one's a very simple answer. This one has no recency bias on it for me. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler was a fucking banger. I don't care who you are. I don't care what kind of fights you like. If you didn't enjoy Michael Chandler versus... uh. Justin Gaethje, I don't know how the hell you call yourself a fight fan. Um, like I said, for me, Gaethje versus Chandler, hands down, was fight of the year for me on that one. I mean, they, it's hard to argue that, man. It's hard to argue yeah, that. Yeah, that's it really it's is. Hard. And that one, that one was so good that a serious number two contender for fight of the year in Billy Q versus Shane Burgos happened immediately following it. Mm. And it was almost to a silent house because the fans were so still worked up from that Gaethje fight. So like it's, it's really hard to argue that one. It it truly is. Um, I feel as though that's number one and it should be, and it's kind of clear, yet again, like I preferenced going into this list, that seems to be kind of unanimous across the board with a lot of people is this, you know, the picks are kind of all leading in the same direction. But another fight that I feel as though doesn't, it gets brought up a lot, clearly, because he's still the champion. But Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler, man, while that lasted, that was a fucking war. That, that was yep. a great fight, and with oh, the definitely stakes, a great fight for sure. Yeah, with the stakes and everything that went into it, there was there was honestly so many this year that you can't go Dude, wrong with so many, just so many. But it, it just seems like if you're gonna give out a gold medal, it's it it's got to be that fight, especially being a three round fight in the yeah. do. And it kicked lead. off the card. Remember, it was the first yeah. fight of the card. <laughs> yeah, that it, very valid point. You know, it's like wild man the fight game is fucking wild and like you say i don't even think this was one's necessarily recency biased even though it happened a month ago but there's just other than that maybe rose versus whaley too that that was a really solid fight and that really showcased rose's skills Mm -hmm. but there there's so many other ones that it's just that's the clear number one at least what about you for me, man, I mean, I gotta agree with you guys, man. It's it's hard to even go get away from that. You know, what I mean, that just considering where it was placed on the card, it was an opening fight. It was just such a banger of a fight. You're never gonna forget mm-hmm. that kind of fight. But the very close second for me was Ortega versus versus uh, dude. That was a great fight, man. It just I just feel like it was. I mean, it could have if it was later. I feel like I don't know. There's so many <laughs> factors, right, in the fight game. There's just so many things, but like. Yep. 
you got the whole three round fight because it was my top two, right? So I got the three round fight versus five round fight. It's like eh, three round fight. There's more into the three round fight. It's hard to follow a fight like that. How can you? You know yeah. what I mean? And it wasn't even a title fight. So yes, sir. Florida it's loving this bitch hard, between Kathy and Alex. Hell oh, yeah, Florida. Going That's one of those fights right that I had to I had to That's... dig in and like see. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that fight. Fuck, you know, another like... fight that really slips through a lot of people's cracks. I feel like was Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. That was that, definitely that on there, man. I just I feel like even though that was a good fight though I just like I say I just feel like Gaethje versus Chandler just put oh, that dude. stamp banger there. banger yeah there was it, it, no I just I felt like ball, after dude. I saw that fight I definitively was like son of a bitch that's mm-hmm. that's that's it like yeah that's it for me um all right now top five fights of the year like I said mm-hmm. uh, if you guys. If you guys got picks on these ones, I'd love to hear what some of your favorites were in the comments. Kathy, we've already talked about yours, but feel free to throw out any opinions on anything that we've got. Now, I always have a hard time when they're like top five lists and things, so I don't know Mm -hmm. that I've got exactly five on there. So I will uh, go over the ones that I got, but Corey, feel free to list yours out. Just go over the ones you got on the list because we got a few other uh, categories we got on here. Uh, so if you're talking events of the year, right? That's what you're. That's what you're bringing up. Top five fights, yeah. like single fights or yeah, like single, single fights, fights. Yeah. Okay. Oh, single fights. Uh, well, that's. I just listed a bunch of them in my in my fight of the year. You know, it's realistically you could say those were my top three. Is you know, you got Volkanovski's versus Ortega. Rightfully, should be somewhere near the top of that list. That was absolutely an insane fight. I really, uh, there was, there were so fucking many, man. It, it's like yeah. the, the fight game this year was it truly wild. I, right. I don't even know where to begin. You I would forget a lot more than you remember. That's for sure. Cause there's so yeah, many. Like, and said. once I started to do a, like my due diligence to do any research, it was like, I almost dug myself deeper in a hole of, <laughs> lost memories of all these fights that had happened. I mean, it's, it was wild of a year, but well, and this I is feel why, like, like I, that's why I say, like when I brought up in past shows, like for me, like, although I love seeing fights every weekend, mm-hmm. that's why I liked when we had like, you know, the one UFC pay-per-view in, yeah. you know, in a month because you knew, okay, this is what we're getting and you you would have that build where like now it's so easy to forget that not that i'm saying as a consumer i i don't enjoy there being more fights Mm -hmm. it just again that's why when you do a list like this it makes it you know hard not to have recency bias alex coming in the comments throwing out one of his picks for the year yuri prochaska versus reyes is his fight of the year that's not a bad pick at all dude no no, not even a little bit. That one's actually should be very high on everybody's yep. list. And yet again, it goes kind of to a recency bias thing because that was in the early months of the year. A lot of people forgot about that one. I'm not going to lie. I forgot about that one until he said that. Yeah. And I mean, shout out Dominic Reyes. I've been a big fan for a while, even before he fought John Jones and all that. And mm-hmm. to see him coming off the loss and then losing the title fight again to uh, Jan Blahowitz and to come into that fight and pour his 
everything that he could possibly could into that fight to try to win. And it's just come up a little bit short. He ended up getting hit with that nasty elbow that put him down. I mean, but nasty elbow. You can't, you couldn't take anything away from Dominic Reyes in that fight. He gave it his fucking all. He was hurt multiple times and just got up and kept trying. So, I mean, that one really should be high on everybody's list. He's not wrong for sure. I'm not mad at it. And keep him coming. Like I say, if anything that we come Mm -hmm. out here with kind of sparks some, uh, some picks on this, you know, feel free to throw them out. J-Bone, who do you got for your picks for 2021, bro? So this is just opinion-based, man. This is just for me. I mean, it may not be you know, what everybody else thinks, but it's just for me. So I got Gaethje Chandler. That's obviously got to be up there. Volkanovski, Ortega. There was, what was that? Uh, Peter Jan versus Sanhagen. Yep. I thought that, that was, was a great fight. Too. Great fight. And then they go all the way back in the beginning of the year. Uh, Francis Ngannou and Stipe. I do that for that fight. I remember the buildup for that fight. I was so into that fight, dude. I was in Tennessee. I remember I had, we had to stream it in other ways, but we had to have that fight on TV. We couldn't yeah. order it because of the location we were at. We couldn't order it. It was not even available. So we had, you didn't have ESPN plus. It was not available. There's no internet where we were oh, at so you didn't out in Tennessee internet. population. Like, I don't know, 2,600 or something like that. Well, we were in different yeah. spots in Tennessee because I had a hell of a time in Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee was the shit. <laughs> yeah. So I know what that's for. Uh, Brandy, and I uh, won a three-point comp- competition after drinking some alcohol. We were at the Moonshine oh, wow. Factory. Let me tell oh, you, if you've not, if you've been to Nashville, better. Tennessee, you need to check out the uh, Old Smoky Mountain Moonshine Distillery. It's a good time. Uh, go ahead. My last <laughs> fight on the list was Brandon Moreno versus Figueroa earlier. In that the was year. a fucking banger, dude. Yeah, great fight. One that I forgot about, man. I mean, what they have two fights, yeah. right? Yeah. And dude, Moreno could very likely have submission of the year, bro. Mm-hmm. Like the way that the way that mm-hmm. he dominated Figueroa like that in the second fight. Huge. That was huge. I Bro. thought he won the first fight, and then they do the immediate rematch after the draw, which was yep. the way it should have been. Either, either way, no matter who won that fight, it was so evenly matched. I feel as though a rematch was perfectly, perfectly. Aren't they running it back a third time? Yeah. Yeah. Now we're gonna now we're gonna see it back a third time, and I feel as though the thing is with this. I one, think Moreno's got the the momentum already on momentum yep. already. Honestly, yeah. I, I I'm really curious what version of uh, Davis and Figueredo goes in there. I'm a huge fan of Moreno. I'm in Moreno's corner, but I bring this up because he's looked like he struggled more and more and more every time to make weight, and he has to make 125 mm-hmm. on the dot for championship weight. And I, I feel as though in the last fight it was almost off because he he had to uh, take that extra hour and still was like right on like had to use the curtain and everything so yeah. it's like yeah I, it it might not happen is all i'm saying <laughs> it might not huge, wear and tear. huge wear and tear on your body man especially in a championship fight dude and he's well, a big he's so much like when you've seen them standing next to each other in the cage you can see the substantial size difference like the thighs the the chest, everything about him is just a, like yeah. that one or two sizes even thicker where he's just, you know, mm-hmm. that much meatier. And it's like, how are you cutting that much weight when you're literally all muscle and skin already? Like there's no, yeah, 
there's nothing else to get. Let me tell you, you dude, from a guy that used to fight at 125, even when I was younger, making 125 is a son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> J-Bone, throw out the rest of your picks on this one. So well, how the, many was that? That was I had, I had uh, Gaethje Chandler, Volkanovski Ortega, Nganu, Stipe, Moreno. And what was the other one? Hold on. I got it written down. We'll type down. One second. Oh, uh, Sanhagen versus Jan. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's your five. All right, yeah. man. I, I can't argue with those picks at all. Like I said, if you guys got any other different picks or fights that you think that we missed, throw them out in the comments. Uh, for me again, like I said, I feel like a lot of these fights are going to be something where it ends up being where we all pick something similar. But for me, uh, Gaethje versus Chandler, Volkanovsky versus Ortega, Colby versus Usman was mm-hmm. one for me. Uh, yeah. and I, put max versus yair versus my for my last one uh like i said dude and th- like i said jan versus sandhagen could have very well been in there um there there were so many bangers like i said again with so many fights it's you know again it's hard for there not to be uh, a little bit of recency bias but this next one i feel like everybody has got to have a favorite in them. But this one I would imagine is going to be an even harder topic for us to cover as far as just picking one. But the next one is knockout of the year. And for me, I'm going to dig back a little bit. And to me, this has got to do with the magnitude of what he did, the difference in his uh, in his game plan and what he was able to do in this fight versus the last time they fought. And who he did it over. Nganu versus Stipe is my knockout of the year. It has to be because that was monumental, even though the UFC keeps playing games with this interim title bullshit and all the other stuff. Francis Nganu came out there and looked like a motherfucking savage, dude. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Came out and looked like a savage. Stopped Stipe from taking him down, and we've never really seen Stipe get beat up that bad. Yeah, and didn't not just like, stop not, the takedown. Not like Straight dominated. Stuffed he him. just stuffed yeah, it all. Like, yeah, yeah, stuffed him. Like it was, it was a whole different ball game for sure. Like I said, so for me, that's why the because of the way he did it and who he did it over and over a guy who's widely considered, you know, the greatest uh, heavyweight in the UFC. Like I said, for me, yeah. uh, Ngannou versus Stipe is knockout of the year. Uh, Whichever one of you gentlemen wants to take this next, go ahead. I'll lead the way, Jamo. For me, man, I got, can I pick four? Damn it. Hell no. <laughs> There's so many, man. Hell no. I'm already uh, tired, and it's and, and I got to sort you know, some orders, which if you guys didn't uh, do so and you guys got here late in the show, make sure you get you a motherfucking T-shirt. Get you a T-shirt. Shoot me a DM. Let me know in the comments what size you want. The design from the beautiful Miss Kaiju Power herself, the American Kaiju, Lindsay Snow. Like I said, if you guys want a shirt, throw us a DM. But who is your pick for knockout of the year? So I know we got all our obvious ones, right? You know, there's a bunch of obvious ones, but I don't I haven't seen this one at the top of anyone anybody's list yet. But it was the flying knee from San Hagen on Frankie Edgar. Put him out yeah. cold, dude. So it just flash, just like that. It was cold not, for it, sure. Dude. It may not be like on the magnitude of you know the heavyweight fights and the title fights and all that, but dude, out of nowhere, it's just one of those out of nowhere flash knockouts, dude. And he's just stiffened him. And a guy like Frankie Edgar, man, 
we all know he don't go down very easy, but that one just put him out. So that's not that was one of the moments he probably woke up seeing Craig's daddy. Yeah. And I don't, I actually seen one list up, and I believe it was a poll to be honest with you, but Frankie Ed. Frankie Edgar was included in two of those on the uh, losing oh. end. It was him versus Marlon Vera as well when he oh, got yeah, turned yeah. into uh, a Smurf kid. for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what that I forgot that, about already. How did I forget about the, that? Yeah, that was an interesting photo. I feel as though the knockout was great. Don't get me wrong, a front kick knockout, but it was more so the photo that solidified that one. But realistically i i feel as though kyle you kind of are really in the right direction with this one there you got away title shots into this and for that reason i agree with kathy and pick uh uh kamaru uzman versus masvidal to knock out masvidal like that man that's wild nobody knocks out masvidal nobody does he hasn't been knocked out in his whole damn career if i'm not mistaken so Nasty it, knockout too. Yeah, and it was the type of the type of punch where you literally see all the sweat leave his face <laughs> at once. Like you know that shit was solid. So with with a just solid cross to to win knockout of the year, it's got to be. But if you're going flashy and if you're going like traditional, like who who we could said knockout of the year, you said you think knockout of the year is that one. That's what you yeah. think knockout well, of the year. I was just gonna say if you're going flashiness, yeah, I agree with you, J Bone. Sandhagen's got to have it with that that yeah. line. Me. All right. Well, we've gotten through knockout of the year. We're talking prospect of the year in 2022. Kathy says she sees the prospect of 2022 being either Kenny the Boss Cross or Austin Bashy, who, hell, pretty much everybody that stepped in the cage with Austin Bashy so far has uh, gotten mauled. So uh, <laughs> I don't know who wants to smoke with Austin Bashy, but I'm telling you, I don't think it would be very long before a Bellator no. or a UFC comes a knocking for uh austin bashy i mean i don't think anybody's gonna want any smoke with him and if you didn't already get to do so make sure you check out that interview with austin bashy because he doesn't do that many of them you you well, hear it here cat like kathy said five and oh like i said austin bashy is mm-hmm. uh a savage inside that xfc cage and i think he's destined to see uh some success in a little bit higher up in a little bit um so for me Prospect of the year, I think Islam Makachev is going to have a really big year next year. I really do. Um, I was going to say Cosmot, but I feel like Cosmot's already pretty much there. Like he's already pretty much on the tip of everybody's tongue for well, that hype train fight. is rolling. That hype train is rolling. Yeah, dude, man. the hype train for Islam is already, or not Islam for uh, Cosmot is already running. You know, towards him yeah. being the next one to fight Usman and with. The lack of challengers left for him at 170, I think it's much more likely that we're going to see Cosmot fight for a title uh, before we see Islam fight in there. And the crazy thing with that with Makachev is that guy's fucking mauling people. And I'm the one that said Oliveira was my fighter of the year. I'm fully aware of that. And I'm not and I'm not stepping away from that pick. But what's wild about Makachev and the reason why I make my pick the way I do is Makachev might be the guy that can take him down to the ground and beat him on the ground and is just mauling dudes with the way he's doing things. And like Khabib showed in his last few fights, I mean, 
dude can land punches on you as well, bro. Like, don't, yeah. you know, like, don't get yeah. it twisted. So that's why for me, Islam Makachev has got to be the clear one. Again, obviously, I know why some might go with Kazmat Chemaev because he hasn't fought for a title or anything like that. But I feel like he's already kind of on that tip to where everybody's already kind of putting him there. That's why for me, I think Makachev is really going to make his stamp in 2022 and make it known why he should be fighting for a title. Uh, if you guys got different picks for prospect of 2022, throw them in the comments. Um, I mean, I realistically, I know you're trying to keep it short and sweet on this one and uh, you're not wrong with that pick. That really is an honorable pick. I, I agree, but he has some serious tests in front of him in his next. Oh, I agree. But that's why I say, yeah. I think he can make more of a stamp in 2022 mm-hmm. versus a guy like Chimaev who already has come out this year mm-hmm. and pretty much told people that if he's not next in line for a title, he's only about two fights away where Makachev, like you said, there's still more big tests that he has to, you know, kind of get over before we can put him into that title picture. That's why when we're talking about an overall prospect, I think Mm -hmm. Makachev is the way to go with that one because he still has things to be proven, but he has made enough of a stamp in 2021 that going into 2022, if you had to ask me who's one guy that I think is going to just bust out and really make some noise. I think Makachev is going to be the one that's going to force you to have no choice. Yeah. I think a name that's really getting left out. Uh, I could go with a couple of the obvious ones, not, uh, not obvious. Cause there's so many great prospects, but the Makachevs, the O'Malley's and stuff, but I'm going to actually lean in another direction to somebody. I feel like that doesn't get enough attention, which is Sean Brady. I feel like Sean Brady in the next year is going to seriously be just on the continual uh, rise throughout that 170, uh, 170 division to the point where I could very well see him contending for a title in the next year, depending on the way the matches play up and if he ends up with any injuries or anything like that. But I feel like Sean Brady isn't on enough people's tongue, like you said. He, he, he doesn't get talked about enough for where he's at in his career. A guy coming out of the States who's got an undefeated record and who's shown that he can contend with all these top guys, I feel as though his name needs to be brought in that uh, comment section more. I'm with you in that. And speaking of comment sections, Alex is helping us out all the way from Orlando, Florida, saying that Shockbox Rachmanov is his welterweight oh, prospect yeah. of the year in 2022. Well, Alex... You got to commit to us that you're going to make sure you keep checking us out in 2022 so we can at least keep in touch and see if your prediction is the one that is correct out of them because I definitely could see Rachmanov being a definite contender in 2022. Um, Definitely one of the more quiet names on that list, but definitely Mm -hmm. somebody that can be on that list. Um, Jay Bone, who is your pick for prospect of the year 2022? Man, this is based on simply entertainment value pretty much in itself. But uh, I'm taking Patty the Batty, man. That dude, he cracked. First of all, he cracks me up with his accent yeah. and his crazy little bowl cut thing he's got going on. He, don't make fun of the dude because he can scrap, man. That haircut's and, wild, uh, if, he man. Get, if he gets that, uh, If he gets that fight with Cerrone, I think that's going to slingshot him into you know, you know some conversation in that division. So. I think he's going to have a pretty good 2022, man. You got to look out for that guy. So <laughs> I think yeah. Patty on the Instagram, Batty, by the way, because it's very, very entertaining. Well, and that's what I was going to say. I think Patty the Batty's got like the, he's got the potential 
to definitely be a big contender for that. But I still feel like we got to see what his chin's really going to be able to be tested like too, because he took a lot of shots when he came in there too. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. let's see if his chin can hold up because it's like, oh shit, Alex coming in with it though. See, that's what I like. He fucks with the wrestling <laughs> and the combat sports and keeps it coming here in the comments. Yeah. All right, Ian Gary versus yeah. over Patty. Pimlet. Ian Gary though, to bring Ian up Gary, Ian Gary, yeah. I do believe he will be a great prospect to watch. But he was another one that got touched in his debut. Man, both of those guys. I mean. Ian Gary, I feel like maybe has more of a physically imposing uh, body style for his division and stuff. So I feel like he may end up being the one that goes further out of the two. But uh, both of them got touched, man, in their debut. And and that concerns me because there's one thing that uh, people from England and from uh, the UK are usually not that great at, and it's their ground game. Patty's shown a little different. He's got a ton of submissions in his game and stuff. But that being said, if they're one thing that they usually are the brightest at, they they both kind of showed weaknesses in their debut. I worry about that once they start heading into higher level competition. All right. Well, all right. We've talked prospect of the year. The next one that we've got on here is fights that I want to see in 2022. Um, the f- one that comes jumps to mind for me, I kind of have two of them there. One kind of, there's still a lot of hoops that has to happen for that to happen. So I'll throw that out as an honorable mention. I want to see Cosmot versus Usman next year. Um, I feel like he's going to be the most, I mean, I think Cosmot maybe needs to get one more win. I could see that, you know, if you have him fight one more before he gets a title shot. But I mean, realistically, to me, he's really the only real credible challenge left uh, for Usman at this point, because Usman really already solidified that he was better than Colby. And I think most of us would, would agree that outside of Usman, I mean, Dana White's already said it himself that if, Usman wasn't the uh, champion. Colby Covington would be the champion. So, I mean, like I said, I think Colby Covington was his biggest rival. I think Cosmot is the next guy on the rise with that. So, for me, Cosmot versus Usman is the fight that I want to see on the tip of my tongue in 2022. But if we're going into left field a little bit, I want to see this damn Nganu versus Bones fight. That's what I want to see happen. I want to see if John Jones, with all this shit he's talking amongst all the other stuff that he's got going on, I want to see what he can do in the cage at heavyweight, and I want to see how he stands up to heavyweight power. That also being said, again, I may not like all the guy's antics, but I also want to see what his athleticism can do at heavyweight because, boy, if he can pull off half of the shit that he did at 205, Mm -hmm. and Ganu's going to have him some problems with John Jones, Mm -hmm. just like the boys at 205 did. Absolutely. I, I really don't picture that being the case. I feel as though he was already kind of slowing down at 205 a little bit. That's why a lot of the contenders had started to catch up to him. And not only but that. none of them beat him, though. Uh, Dominic Reyes beat him. Uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, up to heavyweight, especially facing Nganu, somebody who's a natural beast heavyweight, like fully-fledged ripped, like has to cut to make 265 or he's like right at the 260 limit when he comes in super lean. So it's like what 
that's going to be a really hard fight for somebody who's naturally been a slim guy their whole life. It, it really is. Whether he takes two years to build into his Alex size or whatever the case be. Strickland versus Adesanya will be a very fun fight if that ever takes place because Strickland will not give Adesanya the space he needs to operate. That, that, that would be a very fun fight if it does end up taking place. But I could also see Sean Strickland in trying to charge in and getting clipped on the chin. But that, that is a very fun fight for the upcoming year. We could definitely see that one. But I, I, for fight of the year, who I want to see go against each other, man, there's there really is so many. And I guess it would really, like, I, I'm really excited to see that Glover versus Yuri fight. I really honestly mm-hmm. am. I'm excited to see if Yuri Prohaska becomes the new – king of 205 that we kind of resemble somewhat similar to a John Jones where he ends up on this long run or something like that. Or if uh, young man Glover can uh, maintain that belt, man. He, he looked absolutely phenomenal in his last couple fights. I know uh, only real blemish was Anthony Smith touched him up until he got his ass whooped. So it was like, yeah, you know, like it, I... I'm really curious about how that fight plays out. I, I really honestly am. I know it's not necessarily a dream matchup because we already kind of know it's coming, but that one's the one I'm most curious about going into next year. All right, J-Bone, what fight are you looking forward to in 2022? Man, I want to see Kamzat versus Usman, too. That, that's also – I agree with you, man. Like, it's just – it's almost like the – I keep going back to this Rocky thing. You got the You got the top guy. And you know this guy is an up and coming. You know this guy's dominating everybody. He's he's walking through everybody, but he's not he's not ranked up there yet. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's like like I know in the sport you want to you don't want to jump rankings, but mm-hmm. I feel like if it, anybody that can, it's this guy. This guy has shown. I mean, just go look at the stats alone, dude. He's untouchable. He's, literally, no one's landed a single punch on Nothing. him. Nothing. So like, why? That's that's so, wild. Why, why you can pose the argument like, yeah, he doesn't deserve to be there yet, but yeah, prove him, prove think, him wrong. Prove. prove I him, think prove he's. I personally think, and Dana White's kind of expressed this as well, is that he's two fights out. I think he should yeah. fight somewhere around the five to eight range, and then he should fight within the top five, and then we can talk about it. But. Mm-hmm. Who would you guys, because both of you guys kind of pointed that as your matchup, who would you like to see the contender him go against to get to that point? I mean, honestly, like uh, I said, when I, I mentioned that be the fight, like I said, at this point, you really don't have that many people left at 170 no, for him uh, to really fight that. You got. Well, I'm not talking about Masvidal. I'm talking about who should Kazmat fight. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. There's not like a lot of people there. for him like to, to fight. fight. I mean, I think who who's the fight? I mean, honestly, I think the best way to silence a lot of the bullshit at 170 would be to have him fight Leon Edwards, honestly, yeah. because Leon Edwards says he's sitting out until he gets a title fight. If I'm the mm-hmm. UFC, I wouldn't be shocked if the UFC comes out and says, you beat Kazmat Shemaev, you get the next title shot, because he says yeah. he's content on yeah. sitting out for a title shot. We know Dana White doesn't like that. I also could see why Leon Edwards feels he's already done enough for that. It's, uh, and again, I wouldn't be mad at this fight. This fight's not like my fight that I'm like, oh my God, that's the one I want to see, but that's another banger. You know, Alex says Jose Aldo versus Dominic. Yeah, Cruz. that'd be a good one. You know, I mean, yeah. that's that's 30, another banger of a fight as well. 
35 is full of dream matchups right now. 35 is like, it, it's talked about a ton, so I don't even necessarily want to call it the sleeper division or anything like that anymore, but it really is. It's so much fun. You know, fun a fight, fight that would sell, a fight that would sell huge, I think, would be Kamzat versus Kobe Covington. That would be and, huge, dude. I'm not mad yeah. at that either. I mean, that I mean so big, realistically, man. even with Colby Covington losing, Colby Covington, if he wins another one, is going to be right back near the title yeah. again. But in, in my opinion, Colby is the clear number two of the division, right? Like he's the one that's put on the most competitive fights against the current yeah. champ. That's been a cl- pretty clear reign. Kayla versus Nunez. Yep, I'm very excited oh, for that yeah. fight. But he brought up Dominic Cruz, and I honestly want to see – the old not old i i keep I, I say old as in like veteran i don't mean it as like an insult it's not like he's an old man that shouldn't be competing or something but i want to see the old grizzled vet and dominic cruz take on the young up-and-comer in o'malley i really do i want to see that fight oh, yeah. i feel like it'd be, be such nice. an interesting mix of uh striking styles with how dominic's so light on his feet sporadic and quick in and out O'Malley's kind of the modern version of that with like a little more slickness to it instead of so herky jerky. Which one's gonna win? I would be super yeah. excited if they announced that fight. I'd like to see it. Hey, give give Corey the pedencil. <laughs> yeah, man. Give him the motherfucking pedencil. Give him the pedencil. I've been, I've been waiting all show to say that, man. Give him the pedencil. I tried to give Alex the pedencil. He says maybe she still goes to the UFC. We're going to have to see where Kayla Harrison ends up, whether it's Bellator, UFC, all that good but stuff. Just because Nunez lost doesn't take anything away from the fact that Nunez versus Kayla Harrison at 45 would be a banger. But I'm just saying she right hasn't. Yeah. Deci- there hasn't been a decision on where she's going yet. So I'm just saying yeah. where where do you see her going? All right. We're running a little short on time. I wanted to give a little bit of love to the bare knuckle side of things. Uh, we're not going to be able to go into it as in-depth. But as you know, we bring you all of it, whether it's pro wrestling, deathmatch wrestling, boxing, MMA, bare knuckle. We bring it all to you. But uh, we got our bare knuckle breakdown for 2021. Um, Corey, since I know you're nuts deep in bare knuckle i will let you cover fight of the year what is your favorite bare knuckle fight of 2021 i'm not just nuts deep man my whole undercarriage is wet at this point how how deep i'm in there uh no but in all seriousness you know there's a bigger thing called a shower bro and the water probably stinks less uh BKFC, man, they really put on some bangers uh, throughout the year. I'm really excited to see what they do with Knucklemania going into this next year. They got Chad Mendes now. They, they've they've got Mike Perry. They're starting to build up their more recognizable stars, the people that will get casuals to tune in. I can't wait to see what BKFC brings into the next year. But breakout star, got to be Taylor Starling gotta be she she's my i said fight of the year asshole you're skipping around (laughs) well because you like you say you want to make it short so she's my clear number one if you're going fight of the year though it's probably yuli diaz versus tiago alves that's got to be my number one that was for title doesn't get much better than that yuli had tiago hurt at many points tiago had yuli hurt at many points and Tiago was able to beat him out at the end, man. It was just, it was truly an impressive fight. It wasn't quite as blood and guts as a lot of the uh, 
bare knuckle fights end up being. It was more of like a not I don't want to say strategic as in it wasn't action packed because it was, but it was a true skilled fight. Gloves, and it was a pleasure to watch. All right. I agree with you. I think as far as fighter of the year, Taylor Starling definitely made her uh, stamp known in the bare knuckle world. I have said this multiple times. I'm going to put this out into the universe. Again, any of you guys who are watching this, feel free to throw it out on all the social medias. I want the killer bee on the show. Mm-hmm. I just feel like she would vibe real well with us. Uh, let's see. Alex in the comments kind of got turned off from bare knuckle this year with what happened to Justin Thornton still needs some yep. cleaning up at 22. I'm glad you said that because that does bring up something that I've talked about uh, a few times with bare knuckle, uh, not necessarily towards the fights themselves, but for me, the thing I, I, I hope that we can see cleaned up a little bit in 2022. I love the activeness of bare knuckle on social media and with the fighters hyping their own fights and things, but dude, Bare Knuckle is in danger of dealing with the same thing that we've dealt with in MMA since like the Wild West days of MMA in that if you keep having all these fights in the crowd, like even and especially when it's your big name guys like Mike Perry and shit like that. Like, look, dude, I'm not saying that I don't like a little bit of chaos. Obviously, we talk about pro wrestling on this world and that's Mm -hmm. what pro wrestling thrives off of. But if you're talking about making a combat sport in which MMA already is kind of looked at badly overall when it comes to combat sports and then when you throw in bare knuckle to it when yeah. you have stuff like that that's happening in the crowds and you have people jumping in the ring and then and then you got guys who are champion who don't want to defend the belt it some of that stuff needs to be cleaned up in 2022 i agree yeah. with that 100 and i i also get what you're saying with justin thornton although before I say what I'm going to say, prayers to his family. I'm mm-hmm. not, I would never wish any of that on anybody else. But with that being said, dude, unfortunately, when we're talking about combat sports, it's a sport where you know the risk you're taking. Like, unfortunately, here's a news flash. Guess what? Unlike some of the other hosts who have trained and all that stuff, I ain't scared. I've been knocked out before, and I've been knocked out in a fight before. It ain't fun. I got flash knocked out. I've been choked out. I've had all those kind of things happen. It's it's nasty, but at the same time, you also kind of know the risk that you're taking because it doesn't have to necessarily be a nasty shot, as we saw with Justin. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, a lot of times it's the accumulation of shots. And yeah. sometimes it could be you just get caught with one shot. You get caught with one shot, hits you the wrong way, and then maybe your head hits the ground gnarly on the way down. Well, not to interrupt, but that is what happened with Thornton is that he got knocked out and he fell onto the onto the canvas and his neck actually bent into an awkward position. So he suffered suffered mm-hmm. a serious neck injury. And he did not – that's one thing I feel as though is not being mentioned enough with this, and I've brought it up on the show a couple times, and I hate to harp on it because, like you say – prayers to the family if for some reason this ever gets heard i do not mean this in any way by like any disrespect or anything but it is something that you sign up for a and then b it wasn't like he got knocked out fell face first and was dead in the ring and got stretchered out and was gone no he he dealt with some injuries for a while was around if i'm not mistaken for roughly about a month and a half two months after the fact caught 
some type of illness in his body because it was still fighting off the injury, wasn't able to fight off the illness as well. So they were calling it like an account, a combination of things. It wasn't, it wasn't just cause he got knocked out. It wasn't just cause he fought bare knuckle while he's no longer with us. And I feel as though that may not be brought up enough in that circumstance, especially when you're bashing uh, up and coming company. And I'm not saying you're bashing them in the comments or anything like that. I'm just saying like, and a lot of MMA media and a lot of media in general tried to spin that story as first death in BKFC and it's, he died at his home. It wasn't like he died, you know, in the ring or something like right. that. And with a sport like boxing, we literally see multiple deaths every year. And that's a Olympic level sport. So it's unfortunate and I don't want to take anything away from that, but I feel as though that's something that needs to be brought up in that as well. Um, well, well, I agree with you on that. Like I said, I mean, look, dude, fighting is fighting's a nasty sport. I mean, it's the same as like we say with wrestling, like Corey has said it in the shows that we've been, that he's been to at this point. I mean, look, dude, say what you want, say what you will, dude, but these people, men and women take a risk, whether you're getting in the ring, whether you're getting in the cage, whether you're, you know, doing an ICW, uh, NHB, you know, no holds uh, cage pit fight, you know, Donald, if you're there in the comments, you know, I just saw what you shared on Twitter that Michigan's own, the lovable psychopath, uh, Tommy Vendetta is going to be stepping into the pit in Chicago. Maybe February might be the time to bring on, bring back, I should say, because Tommy Vendetta is a past guest of the show, another member of the Death Threat Army. Maybe, maybe Tommy Vendetta needs to make his singles uh, debut on knockouts and three counts before he steps foot into the pit in Chicago. So, like I said, if you guys are new here, make sure you hit that like button. Please keep the comments coming because things like that are what help people know about the show. And please share the show with your friends. Um, Like I said, Bare Knuckle, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, Taylor Starling is my fighter of the year. I want to see our homie and past guest of the show, Josh Burns, get his motherfucking heavyweight title shot. Hopefully, whenever that fight gets announced, I will have Josh back on the show to talk about it. I mean, hell, Josh always plans to give us good sound bites. You know, another show this year that gave us good sound bites was the one with our buddy Darius the Solo Beast Estelle, which, hell, we were starting fights over in Boston. You know, we're just making friends all over the place in this bitch. That's why you got to make sure you follow us on all them social medias. But, I mean, dude, I mean, like I said, we couldn't have ended it any better. You got to get you a knockouts in three counts shirt, get you one of them new ones to get you ready for uh, – the new year 2022 like i said kathy yours will be in the mail tomorrow uh if you guys want one throw them out in the comments let me know in the messages all that good stuff uh yeah man there's a lot of good stuff to talk about there uh i'm gonna be back on commentary in 2022 your boy is gonna be back behind a microphone they're giving me a live mic that's not under my own control for henry ford hawks and their college wrestling so I'm going to be there as well. Hopefully you might see me behind the mic for some pro wrestling and maybe some MMA too. So like I said, you never know where you're going to find knockouts and three counts, but the biggest way that we grow is by the word of mouth. So like I said, please make sure you share these. Please make sure you tell your friends. If you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that subscribe button. 
If you listen to this in post and you're listening to us on any one of those podcast platforms, courtesy of the homies over at Blue Wire, like I said, make sure you leave us a review, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, all them bitches. We are there. Kathy, happy new year. Cheers to you. We appreciate you. Like I said, I got some shirts coming your way. You've hooked us up multiple times with those twisted tumblers if you haven't already done so make sure you get one you know alex kathy is local to you out there in florida you know you need to get you one of those twisted tumblers you know support those who support the show and hey you're local to her so uh like i said i don't know man that's pretty much as good a way as any to uh cap 2021 uh Corey, i'll probably be seeing you tomorrow um i will be mailing some shirts out tomorrow from the post office and all that good shit um like i said uh onward and upward from here uh 2022 hopefully you're going to be seeing some new things here we're going to be looking to uh maybe bring some sponsors back to the show we're going to be hitting a bunch of different things it's i've already got the time off on the vacation board i will be in austin texas for wrestle fucking mania so, like I said, if you are in the area and feeling froggy, make sure you come find your boys from Knockout the Three Counts. Also, I'm trying to make my way out to Vegas for double or nothing. For, uh, like I say, we're going to be in a lot of places come 2022. Uh, we brought on new hosts this year. J-Bone, we appreciate you joining the uh, yeah. crew and all that good stuff. Appreciate you having um, me, man. It's been hey, great. man, like I said, only more it's, to come from here. Like I said, it, it's been a huge help for sure, J-Bone. And also, oh, yeah. shout out, I, I forgot to include him in our wrestling show yesterday. Shout out Priest for all his help with uh Hell yeah, shout out to the legacy, Matthew Priest. Legacy, yeah. Shout out to the legacy, Matthew Priest. Priest, if you check this out, like I said, man. We'll have to have you come back on here and talk some shit. Hey, maybe I need to get one of them ramblings of a grappleman t-shirts. Check them out on all podcast platforms. Like I said, if you want one of these knockouts and three counts t-shirts, you know where to find them. Like I said, shout out to the homies from cage side management. Damien shooting me a DM talking about he wants him a shirt. Like I said, I will get them out on the way, but I don't know, man. I think that's all for 2021. By the time you come back in 2022, me and Corey are going to reset up this room behind me, and this bitch going to be looking real sweet. That nice neon sign over there going to be looking real sweet. Like I said, make sure you hit that subscribe button and hit that bell so that you don't miss any of it. So until next time, in the in-between time, in the New Year's time, be safe, don't drink and drive, and uh, hey, I'll take it back a little bit. Fuck your couch! <laughs> Happy New Year, Peace. fellas. Happy New Year.